Hello, Fempreneurs. Today's episode is one of my favorite types of sessions because I get to share with you the insider look, I guess not look, but listen to the Fem Team, which is the mastermind group that is comprised of women who have graduated from Fempreneur Marketing School and want to take their marketing skills to the next level and also want to continue to be supported by a team of Fempreneurs. So um, yeah, you're going to enjoy this episode a lot. You're going to meet some of the girls, hear a bit of their stories. Be sure to check out the show notes to get links to them on Instagram and be sure to follow them and just see what they're up to. Support them and, you know, send them a DM. Say, hey, I just heard you on the Fempreneur Marketing Podcast. Um, Yeah, would love to learn more about your business. Would love to support you in any way I can. Because social media and marketing are all about starting meaningful conversations. So if you're not starting meaningful meaningful conversations on social media, you need to get better at it. And the best way to do that is to join Fempreneur Marketing School and then Fem Team. (laughs) So if you want to do something like that and you want to be surrounded by a live human group of women like you, of course, we are not getting together physically. Um, We are getting together on Zoom and in Facebook Messenger. Um, How you can learn more about getting yourself involved in that is by going to yycfempreneurs.com slash FMS. That stands for Fempreneur Marketing School. All right, let's dive into the episode. Today, I just want everyone to really own this statement for themselves. I mean, obviously, we're a team. Um, However, I want you to really own this for yourself. I'm really going to go inward today with our perspectives on our businesses and on work because work shouldn't feel like work when we love what we do, but still sometimes it can feel uncomfortable. Um, I have a couple stories I want to share with you today about my life that, um, uh, in case you haven't heard them before, I think that they will help um, help maybe put some of the, the uncomfortableness into perspective and also get you excited for the future. So how we can create purposeful change is by consistently sharing that positivity, the inspiration, the solutions, and the next steps. Because if we aren't using the most amazing tool ever, the most amazing free tool, social media, to do this stuff, we're just shooting ourselves in the foot because it's free, it's there. It's just like, it's like being able to stand on stage with a microphone in front of a bunch of people for free and get our really important messages across. So we, um, we definitely need to make sure we're utilizing this amazing gift that we have called social media. So last week's action steps were to plan ahead for your partner meeting, be intentional with your time together, follow the plan, stay on topic, get shit done, review these slides, not these slides, but the last week's slides, challenge one another, ask hard questions like, what are you struggling with? What's holding you back from achieving that goal? What happens if you don't achieve that goal in the next 30 days? And how can I help you? And then taking good notes of what comes from all of that. um, Any aha moments, goals, and ideas to share with us today, which is what I'm asking you to do right now is share what you learned and even just stuff that maybe you felt comfortable with sharing with your partner. If you'd be okay with sharing that with us, just give us a, a synopsis of your meeting. Is that the right word? Synopsis? I don't know why I even said that. I never say that word. Um, yeah. Give us like a, a 30 foot view of your meeting with your partner and give us some of the highlights, please. And thank you. Does it count if, uh, 
we texted because <laughs> of our schedules. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I guess like what, yeah. What came up? Uh, so yeah, Shannon and I just with life, um, we couldn't meet, um, but we chatted over Facebook messenger and stuff like that. And I had reviewed all of from day one, like since we started, I reviewed all of our little videos and notes and um, made lots of notes and then sent some ideas. Like when I was watching you ladies last week and kind of um, I had some brainstorming ideas. So shared that with Rayanne and shared it with um, Shannon, just um, some ideas I had for them to think about or toss um, and then I sat down and I think you asked us to do three videos. And so I did them last night. I actually put makeup on, I did my hair, I changed my background and I changed my shirt. So it looked like I changed my hair. So it looked like I had done it over a couple different times. And then awesome. I could not download them onto my computer for some reason or share them with Shannon or anything so I have to figure that out today but they're done one of them was um yeah so I answered two questions and then I did a <clears throat> my organizing 101 workshop that I used to do for free in the library I just did a video of it in like 20 minutes hmm. um and figured and yeah it was like maybe that could be my MailChimp finally I have something to give for free and get my MailChimp started yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I have time to decide to work on your ebook tomorrow, but I mean, really a video would be a hundred times better than ebook. <laughs> right. That's awesome. Okay. Good for you. Video. Woo -woo! Like, yeah. I'm going to share with you guys a little more about my story pretty soon, but I mean, I can't even I mean, you know, I can't begin to emphasize or I can't ever emphasize enough, I should say, how important video is and how it has been the unfair advantage that has resulted in tons of tons, tons and tons of cool stuff for me. And, and yeah, so super excited to hear that. Colette, thank you for sharing. Anyone else want to share about their partner meetings or things that even came up, like Colette said, like in text or... What have you? Um, I will. Colette had some uh, cool ideas for me about um, just kind of some of the stuff that I can add to my, um, what I, you know, some things that I can offer. Um, like on your website? Just some packages, maybe, like how I can sorry i'm just pulling up her notes here yeah it's all good 30 minute branding uh consult to freshen up and this is for a client freshen up their look they would give me my social media handle and website and then i could share three product ideas about their business and a call to action would be uh, within the next 24 hours if they take it they can have a 15 to 20 percent discount on the three products the three products um, could be with any sales people you get discounts with that for that month. So um, I'm technically not out of pocket, the 15 to 20%, and it might help me target my ideal client. Mm -hmm. 
because that's one I kind of struggle with because I feel, I mean, I anybody that needs decorating or promo or to promote their brand is my ideal client. And then her second one was offer a stay sane group during COVID. Download and purchase uh, three craft ready projects for homeschooling, home economics, projects girls can do or boys. Um, and then do a catch up night. And then I can look at my call to action would be looking at um, my inventory and currently seeing what I have and put together that project. So I'm not, you know, pulling stuff in that I have to spend more money on. Mm -hmm. The second part could bring their project to finish out the shop with their friends, uh, give them times three times and then waive the setup fee. And then it brings them into my shop and then refer a friend and receive $10 off their next project order. Yeah, Colette was rocking it. She had um, some amazing ideas. So yeah, that was mine. So I guess like drop-in crafting nights or something. Yeah, kind of like okay. um, quilters and sewers do these like, sometimes it's like an unfinished objects night. They call it UFOs and they can come in and work on whatever they're working on in a space. Cool. And then, yeah. I like it. Wow. Colette, your brain must hurt sometimes. You have good ideas up there. <laughs> she has lots of good ideas. <laughs> good. Awesome. Thanks, ladies. All right, let's move on. Um, so I was feeling very uh, compelled to talk about this today. I'm not really sure why, but let's do some brain dumping of ideas um, of self-sabotage versus self-care because I know for me this can sometimes be a very blurry line does anyone else ever feel like that <laughs> where it's like am I taking care of myself or am I literally screwing myself over <laughs> right um, things that come to mind are who I spend my time with how much beer I drink uh, how many little, you know, camping slash weekend away trips I take. <laughs> um, all sorts of things like that, right? Where it's like, hey, did I earn this? Am I, am, I, um, am I getting in my own way by giving myself this treat, right? So if you can think of some examples of things we sometimes call self-care that are actually self-sabotage, please just unmute yourself and shout them out because I would like to add them to the list. <laughs> I learned a term um, I've been studying up on the Enneagram I don't know if you're familiar with that but it's a, like a personality thing and my specific number um, I learned a word called narcotizing and it's something that I do a lot and I was like I read that and I was like oh boy so basically I bury myself in like it, it comes, it's the same root word as narcotics, right? So I'll numb myself by watching Netflix for way too long or um, online shopping or um, even reading, which I love to do and I feel is really good for me. I'll just keep reading book after book after book while I'm avoiding whatever it is that I'm supposed to be doing. So I found that word very powerful. I think of it a lot and I'm like, am I taking care of myself right now or am I narcotizing? Hmm, archetizing. I don't know how to spell that, but I like it. Numbing and stuff is actually a really big uh, ADHD symptom. Hmm. 
Oh, this is a nice Yeah. Because it's, it's along the same lines, right? Like you get overwhelmed with one thing or you're doing like you, it, it's got different um, premise, I guess, than it has for people without ADHD, but numbing is a really big, big one. And using things like Netflix and stuff or gaming because it's a, it is a constant source of dopamine to your brain. Yeah, I know my friend Carrie Wilkinson Lee, who is, I think, an, um, she's very open about the fact that this is a big problem for her when she was working on her book. This was like her number one, like, crackdown was on Candy Crush and Netflix because whenever she felt overwhelmed, she would go to those things. She still um, does a lot of Candy Crushing. And in my opinion, I think it's a little excessive, but I try not to judge. But yeah, the Candy Crush is like her. It's like, it's her crack. She'll admit it too. She says it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, anyway. yeah. And yeah, so I find for myself, that is a, uh, a big thing for me, trying to find the line between when I need, because if I, if I don't take time mm. to unwind and kind of let myself have those moments where I don't do anything, I end up with migraines. So um, mm-hmm. there's, it's a very fine line for me of doing what I need to do mm-hmm. for, for self-care to take care of my body and what I know it needs mm-hmm. and pushing it too far to the point of when it becomes, cause it's, it's the same things for me. Right. It just depends on how much I do it or how long or how stuck I get. Does anyone ever set uh, a goal and then a subsequent reward and say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to watch two episodes of that show until I've done X, Y, and Z. Or is that, am I just a weirdo and I'm the only one that does that? Been doing that while I was sick now. Like I had such a hard time powering through and getting work done. And so I would do, okay, I'm going to do two clients posts and then I'm going to watch an episode of this. And that's how I got through my whole sickness. I was like, okay, we're doing two episodes or two clients, then an episode, then it actually did work. Um, But I did want to talk about what Lisa mentioned as well in our meeting last week. Like I've suspected for quite a while that I have ADHD and I've like been avoiding that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But a lot of the things that she talked about, I'm like, I absolutely So part of the reason that I do narcotize is like she said, I have to get my brain off the crazy train because it just like keeps going and going and going and going. And that's why I tend to go to Netflix because that's one one way that I can unhook the train. Um, But there has to be a healthy balance as well. Mm. Yeah. Anyone else have uh, things that they're perhaps doing that um, are not always considered self-sabotage, but maybe when they're in excess? I find um, when I get overwhelmed and I'm feeling a bit panicked and too much to do and not enough time to do it, I multitask more than normal. And I did it on Sunday and I was at the shop working. I had um, I had Netflix on my headset and I was embroidering and I thought I would do some dishes at the shop and I left the sink running. And it's a really deep sink. And I flooded the shop. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I was so mad at myself because I had to call my husband and my daughter and go help. I can't clean this up by myself. And there's a door between my shop and the next shop, the owner. And it leaked under the door. So I had to call him. So, oh man. And that was me trying to 
I'm like, you know what, it's Sunday, I'm in here, I'm just going to get stuff done. And I find often I can listen to a movie and work when I'm doing embroidery and stay on task and not get distracted by, oh, I should check my email or whatever. But yeah, that one kind of blew up in my face. <laughs> wow. That's, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm. That's, I think I can relate to that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, so no damage was done though. You're able to, Oh no, it, it just, everything gets wet and like, I'm working away and I'm like, Oh, I think I hear water. I'm like, no, I don't hear water. That's not true. And then when I looked, the bubbles were like to the bottom of the cupboards and oh yeah, not, not a good scene. And that's not the first time I've done this, but this was the worst time that I've done this. And I'm, I'm just feeling a little, not enough people are signing up for my event. What am I doing wrong? Holy crap. Uh, I've got other stuff to do. Right. How am I going to get it all done? Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. That was a big day. It was like, we were chatting quite a bit too. And yeah, lots going on. Yep. So that's when I need to, trying to do more is not getting me more done. Right. So, okay. Well, thanks for sharing that. <laughs> I'm similar as well. I actually organized. <laughs> it's terrible. I will just look at a closet and redo it uh, or clean my house. And my family goes, oh my God, mom's going crazy. Um, and Margie, that is the H part of my undiagnosed ADHD. Um, cause my daughter has ADHD, so it's, you know, hereditary. So she got it from her parents and Alex, my husband is very, the D part and I'm the H part. Um, so she's the combo package. <laughs> um, but yeah, I multi, I organize and clean. And then I also brain dump and help other people like I did this weekend. So I don't do any of my stuff. So yeah, that's just me. There is something to be said, however, for um, getting the fastest win, though. There is a psychological um, benefit to that, right? So looking at the massive to-do list, and we do this in finance, right? When we have seven debts, we crush the littlest one first because the list immediately gets shorter and it's the easiest route to the shorter list. So if you're finding yourself doing that, that's not a bad thing, right? But it is a matter of looking at the whole list and choosing something that actually needs to get done, right? And we all do it. And I think the, the, the number one thing that I want to come out of this, I guess you could call this an exercise, is we're all struggling with the same stuff. And it doesn't mean we can't keep moving forward. It just means that we have to be cognizant and and try a little harder sometimes to move ourselves in another direction. And when we don't succeed, we're not freaks. We're not bad people. We're normal humans. Um, however, having accountability around it and, um, and setting clear written goals, I think can help us stay on track. Right. Um, anyone else want to share? I'm just going to remove my little box here just to some of the things that I hear a lot coming out of uh, the women that I meet through the marketing school and just conversations with friends um, who say they want to start a business and have a bajillion excuses why they don't do it. And like those kind of people, a lot of procrastination and excuses and poor me, this is so hard. I need a drink. I deserve a drink or a break. 
can often be very self-sabotaging behavior. And um, many of you know, I just got out of a relationship with someone that consistently self-sabotaged. And I do tend to attract those people. So I, I hear a lot of, I hear a lot of this and, and it's like, I don't know, I guess, I guess I think we just need to stare it in the face. Sometimes we need to be real about it, right? Like everybody's doing a little bit of this stuff and it's, it's the thing that's going to make or break us though. Right. So we have to take it seriously. Like, yeah, we have to accept it. It's normal. We all do it. However, the thing that sets successful people apart from those who sort of stay at the same level or quit and go back to getting a job or whatever is, is the people that recognize the bad habits and replace them with good habits. Right. And we're surrounded by people that want that for not only ourselves, but each other. So, um, Okay, let's move over here to the self-care stuff. So I'll just quickly kind of share with you my brain dump on the self-care. So batching, shockingly, I believe is important factor in taking the things that could be self-sabotage and batching them into our, our reward system, right? So intentionally turning off my mind from business to-dos. So going camping, you know, only if I get this stuff done, you know, <laughs> boundaries intentionally recharge and protect this time fiercely. So the recharge time needs to be not just when I feel like it, it needs to be intentional and then guarding it like you guard your time when you're writing a book. I write for two hours every morning. I guard that like my newborn baby. We guard our little batch of time that's set aside for recharging fiercely as well, because if that doesn't get guarded and, you know, treated like the valuable chunk of time it is, we might find ourselves sneaking in some me time when we should be working. And then it's self-sabotage. So um, setting goals and rewards, again, you know, knowing that you might have to veer off of that, but still trying to point yourself in the right direction with a very, you know, lovely reward. Maybe it's just a hot bath and crushing half a book, like something that you can do that doesn't necessarily cost money. So, and here's a big one when it comes to money and time, investing equal amounts of money and time in both self-care and business care is it's just a, it's a, it's a mindset that I find helpful for me. So self-care and business care, um, making sure that if I'm going to spend some money on self-care, perhaps buying something or going out for, uh, you know, a drink and an appy with a girlfriend, am I going to put that, that same dollar amount of money back into my business by paid ads or courses or swag or giveaways, right? Am I willing to do that? Do I have that kind of money? Because if I only have, say, 50 bucks in like excess right now, should I be putting all of that into me care or should I be dividing it in half and business care, self-care? Right. And I'm trying to be more strict with myself on that. So just, uh, yeah, just some of the things that were on my mind this week about the self-sabotage versus self-care. Does anyone else have anything coming to mind or that you want to share a story or anything around this? Lindsay, you saying that about investing equal amounts of time into self-care and business care. Um, yeah, that one really hit, hit me because I, don't do it equally. It's either all business or it tends to be more business than self-care. But I, to me, it's like, no, no, I'm still, it makes me feel good. I'm still, I'm moving my business forward. Mm -hmm. So no, I'm not going to spend this money here, but yeah, that one kind of went, Ooh, 
I, I feel that one. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I feel sometimes I take things like, um, like I'll come across another online course or learning thing that I'm like, Ooh, I should learn about this, but I almost do it to the point where it becomes more self-sabotage because there's just not enough hours in the day for all of the things. Mm, thank you. But I, I will do that. I find when I'm feeling down mm-hmm. or like not as good or like less than, then I'll just, I, I seem to always find some other course that I could, I'm like, I'll just learn this because learning makes me feel like I've done something and, and are successful because I've learned something new. Yeah. The reading, the courses, the podcasts, right. All that kind of stuff that is, uh, Tim Ferriss calls it just in time information. He's like, yeah, you could take that course. So you could read that book. You could listen to that podcast about X, but you're not there yet. You, you've got six months before you need to know how to do that. So don't do that right now. Learn that right before you need to implement it because you're going to need to go back and listen to it again or read the book again or, you know what I mean? Like don't relearn things. And that helps me because I'm the same way, Lisa. I'm always like, ooh, course. <laughs> and then I'm like, no, I don't need to do that right now. I have a path. And if, if a course pops into my you know, feed that is totally in line with what I'm about to do, like I've been kind of eyeing up like some of the platforms for summits, right. For a virtual summits. So I'm kind of like, okay, I need to dive into that a little bit, but not yet. It's not till friggin' January. Right. Like I have a little more time before I need to actually batch time <laughs> to learn that stuff. But yeah. So I think it's uh, it's great that you mentioned that Lisa, we definitely all get pulled into the vortex of online courses. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. All right. We're going to do a meditation. This is going to be fun. So everybody mute yourselves, get comfortable. I'm going to walk you through a little quick meditation where I want you to literally close your eyes. You can shut your cameras off if you feel weird having your eyes closed while you're on video. Close your eyes, take a few really slow, deep breaths. We're going to visualize um, just whatever your mind, your spirit thinks one year from now will look like. And it could be very exciting. It could be a little scary. It uh, will hopefully be really, a really positive experience. But I just want you to clear a mind of everything and just breathe for a moment. So it is one year from now and you are in bed. You're just waking up. You're pretty groggy. The alarm goes off. Your alarm goes off, whatever that looks like. Maybe it's an alarm clock. Maybe it's your phone. Maybe it's someone getting up and waking you up. Just notice your surroundings. Notice what the sheets feel like. Notice just the darkness around you and where you are. Are you in the same place you woke up this morning? So just take a moment to notice your surroundings and how you feel. So next you get up and you move around, you go to the bathroom, you move yourself into the kitchen, whatever that looks like, wherever you are. Uh, Maybe you put on some coffee. Notice if you're feeling relaxed, like you're going to be in your home for a while or if you're rushing off to be somewhere. 
Notice who else is in the home. Just take a moment to really visualize your surroundings. Now there is a little bit of a plan for your day today. You do have a lunch meeting. So you do need to, after a little while, maybe you exercise, maybe you go out for a walk, maybe you turn on the news, God, I hope not. <laughs> um, whatever you do there for about, you got about an hour before you need to actually get in the shower and get ready for your lunch meeting. So you do that and sort of start to think about who that person is that you're meeting with today. Um, you also have a delivery coming today. Um, you're having a shipment something. I'm not sure what that is. You can think about that for a moment too. And that'll be coming later on this afternoon when you get back from your lunch meeting. You're really, really, really excited about whatever this item, this box of stuff, whatever it is, you're really excited about it. So as you're getting ready, you're doing your hair, your makeup, you're getting ready for lunch meeting, you're getting really excited about meeting this person for lunch. This is uh, someone that you really look up to, you really admire. Just take a moment to think about who that is. As you continue to get ready, just notice the energy in the home, notice your surroundings. Look at yourself in the mirror. What are you wearing? How do you feel? As you grab your purse and your keys and you head out the door, Again, just notice where you are. Notice if anything's different than it is today in 2020. Notice the vehicle you get into. Maybe it's a different vehicle. As you drive to your lunch meeting, just notice where you are. When you pull up to the restaurant, just take note of what it, what it looks like, what restaurant it is. If you If you can tell, if not, that's fine. As you go into the restaurant, you see your friend, your mentor, whoever this person is sitting at a table, they get up and you have a big hug. Maybe this is someone you've never met in person before. Just meditate on who this person is and why you're excited to be having lunch with them, what you're excited to ask them about. So you two enjoy a lovely meal together, great conversation. You get some really um, important questions answered that help you with just where you're at in life and the things you're working on. And you're able to share a little more about yourself and your goals with this person. As you leave lunch, you get really excited because you're pretty sure you're gonna be coming home to seeing a box on your front step. And sure enough, as you pull up, there it is. So you walk to your door, 
you unlock the door, you take the box inside, notice how big it is, what it weighs. As you open it, notice what's inside. Take a moment to think about that. You've got a little bit of time between now and your evening plan. You're going to be at an event tonight. It's an event that's going to be held in your honor. So you have uh, you have a lot a lot going on today, and the event that's happening tonight is something you've been looking forward to for a long time. Um, the person that you had lunch with today is going to be there. You're going to have a lot of friends and family attending this event that's in your honor, and you're really excited about it, a little bit nervous. You're gonna be you know, saying a few words at the front of the room. So you have a couple hours to yourself uh, with no one in the house. So decide what you're gonna do with that time. Uh, maybe you're gonna take a little nap. Maybe you're gonna go for a walk. Maybe you're going to read a book. Maybe you're gonna just do some journaling about you know, what you're grateful for and about the incredible day you've had so far. Just take a few minutes to uh, to kind of visualize that next couple hours of your afternoon. So fast forward to the evening. Uh, notice if there's anyone coming to the event with you, maybe husband, maybe, you know, boyfriend, maybe children, maybe a girlfriend of yours, um, maybe, you know, parents, grandchildren, uh, notice kind of who's in the home buzzing about getting ready to go to this event. And as you all get into the car, or maybe you get in the vehicle by yourself, uh, as you drive to the venue, notice kind of a building it is. Notice the cars parked outside, the people walking inside. Just take a moment to take in that scene. And your evening is filled with lots of embracing COVID isn't a thing anymore. <laughs> You're all enjoying each other's company at this event that's held in your honor. Um, everyone's noticing you, coming over to you and congratulating you. Um, as the event goes on, dinner is served, there are speeches, people sharing stories about you and you eventually get up and at the front of the room, you have an opportunity to share a message with everyone. Take a moment to visualize or listen to your own words in front of the room.
notice how you feel as you stand at the front of the room talking to your people. After the event, you go back home. You've got some cards and some little gifts and various things that were brought to the event for you. And as you brush your teeth and get ready for bed, just notice how that day felt for you and really just bask in the person that you have worked so hard to become and all that you've done for those around you to result in an event that is in honor of you. And as you tuck yourself into bed, you feel at peace, you feel calm, you feel grateful, you feel healthy, you feel strong, and you fall asleep. I hope nobody actually fell asleep there. <laughs> you can begin to wiggle your toes and fingers and just take some deep breaths. I'd like you to take a few minutes in your notebooks to journal about what you just saw, specifically from when you woke up to your lunch meeting, to what was in the box, to who was at your event, what you said at the front of the room. I'm gonna give you five minutes. All right, ladies. How did that go for everyone? Anyone want to unmute yourself and just give us kind of a few words that come to mind of how you're feeling right now or what that evoked in you? If anything, I've done this with uh, girls before and they've felt very blocked and then others have just been like, the things they saw were like, whoa. So just, you know, could be anywhere on the spectrum. Yeah, I found it really cool. Um, I think I've done a lot of visualizing a year from now over the past few weeks. And so it was, it came fairly easily to me. Good. Um, yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of cool though to just walk through it and like a full day, a, a day in the life or whatever. Awesome. Awesome. Was there anything that someone, uh, did any of you see something in your visualization that maybe shocked you or really excited you or something that just evoked a lot of emotion? Do you feel comfortable sharing? Initially, I was really blocked. Like, mm -hmm. had a really hard time doing this. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but yeah, I couldn't visualize anything. I, except I did visualize uh, my ebook hard copy being delivered to my house. So that was kind of cool, but it was a hard exercise for me. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, weren't feeling it. Hey, no. See, for me, it was that damn box. Like, there's just nothing that I could think of that. I needed to come in a box. Right. Material stuff. There was nothing. Yeah. Interesting. 
Yeah, I hope you keep pondering that, Rianne, throughout the day. And like, if something comes to you where you're kind of like, oh, that that could have worked or that would fit well into that visualization, like, just let, let us know. Because <laughs> sometimes it takes time, right? Like, to think of what could be in there that would be super cool that we would actually be excited about, right? Yeah. I find I I usually struggle with things like this, right? Like I, my mind usually goes in five million different directions, but I found I was pretty focused and it was pretty clear. Like I, there was no, yeah. Anyway, I, I was able to kind of visualize everything. So that was kind of neat. Nice. Nice. Anyone else? Yeah, for me, I did a similar vision, uh, visualization to this um, out at my friend Amy's ranch. She does, um, she does equine assisted therapy, basically. So she does group therapy with her horses. So her and her assistant or her partner, whatever, Angie, we start the day, you know, sitting in, you know, in the barn there in a circle with all the people. And it was mostly femprinters that went out that day and my boyfriend at the time. (laughs) And, uh, it was short, it was only a couple months after I went to Hoffman and so um, of course did a lot of visualizing at Hoffman and um, was feeling fairly in tune with that part of my brain so the visualization was five years from now and um, yeah some of the things that I saw I was kind of like interesting <laughs> you know for example I woke up alone <laughs> things like that and I was like oh <laughs> okay interesting and just little things right and um, and the box was similar to Colette, it was full of my latest book. It was like a whole bunch of them. And the event that night, I took the box to the event and it was part of that and like different things. So for me, it was really, really interesting. And I had never really visualized that way before. So, you know, kind of coming at it from more of a professional standpoint for me. Right. And uh, so I just thought that maybe, um, you know, we could, try that together today and I would just see what comes from it so thank you for participating whether or not you were able to actually get into it um, and if you don't feel comfortable sharing with the group but you want to share later maybe with me or with your partner something that you saw or that you're really excited about or something that maybe you're kind of freaked out about um, please do that um, this is a, a little bit of a dun, 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 but like what if one year from now you're still in the same place I want you to take a moment to think about this. What if one year from now, nothing's really changed? In all seriousness, nothing's really changed. Income is the same. The to-do list hasn't really been checked off. The things you want to do so fiercely have not been done. You're alive, you're healthy, your kids are healthy. Nothing bad has happened, but you literally aren't further ahead when it comes to your professional goals, your career goals, your, your fempreneur kind of vision for yourself? What if you're not even there? Write a little bit for just a couple minutes about how that would feel, who you would be letting down and what probably went wrong to result in no advancement in your business or in your purpose. All right, so how do we stop that stuff from happening? <laughs> this is important. Um, this is the stuff we talk about every week because it's the stuff we have to keep doing every week. Consistency is our superpower. It's that thing that will stop the, uh, the roadblocks from 
permanently blocking us, right? So live and pre-recorded videos, use the hook script, every four weeks, launch the next event, freebie offer. That's the momentum we need to continue to be consistent. Um, and then of course, just keeping the conversation going, never stop talking about what we're working on for them, those people that we keep showing up for because we care about them and because we know we're put on this earth to serve them. And we do that by sharing positivity, inspiration, solution, and next steps. And again, um, if we're not sure if our website is clear, we ask our friends, our femme friends, to audit our website and make sure that it looks clear, right? That there's clear ways for people to work with us, to hire us, to join our next group, whether it be a free group or a paid group. So if you look back on what you wrote down, um, right? What's worse, doing the uncomfortable things until they aren't comfortable, uncomfortable anymore? Because really the uncomfortable things that are uncomfortable right now will not continue to be uncomfortable if we keep doing them. And we know that they work, right? Um, or just feeling like we're not living up to our purpose because that's really the alternative. We don't really have a lot of different routes we can go. We either have do what we know works and it's a bit uncomfortable for a while or don't do it and just don't live up to our purpose. I mean, it's, it's that simple. And though, yeah. <laughs> so quick story. Um, you know, when I got fired in 2014, that was when I really began to embrace social media because I didn't have the large corporation kind of handcuffing me anymore. Before that, I sneakily put a few things on Facebook. Um, however, while you were at that firm, you had to give them all your links to your social media. And all I had back then was a personal fa Facebook page and a LinkedIn account. But they continuously, they had, it a, they had a software where they could search for keywords that you were posting about to see if you were basically marketing yourself in a way that wasn't appropriate for the firm. Like you couldn't talk about guaranteed investments because there's no such thing, like little things that they were concerned that we would use to like lure people on social media. And I, I would never have done that anyways. Um, but yeah, so as soon as I was done with them, I was able to just like try new things and social media was such a game changer for me. And the biggest reason is because I embraced events and video right? Events, video, events, video. I continuously had an event coming up. I continuously put out new videos and the videos were how I kept the conversation going, meaningful conversations about stuff that matters to do with women who wanted to feel more financially secure. Do you understand the world of investments? If not, come out to my next event. Let's talk about how you can save more, invest more, do more with that money and feel more secure right? It's always about evoking a positive feeling in people. So of course, how I expanded that even further, I know a lot of you are on this path now is the writing. So when I started actually writing a book, what that looked like was LinkedIn articles. So I was using the LinkedIn articles feature. I did that for a year before I even had a website. I was basically blogging and using LinkedIn as my free blogging platform. And I grew 3,000 followers over about a year. Um, people who wanted to read my writing, people who wanted to see when the book came out. So if you add to the events and the videos some writing, right? If you add that to it and you actually do complete a book, 
that is really the steroids, I think, in a lot of way that sets you apart. Um, and a lot of us have had these conversations. The thing is, is it took years of just consistently doing that, consistently holding events, consistently creating videos, right? Learning more about social media, Googling all my problems and finding ways to solve them, hiring people on Upwork, which you guys don't really have to do because you pay me to be your assistant. I hired people in Upwork to do all the things that I'm teaching you. I didn't know how to use Canva. I didn't know how to create a survey. I did not know anything about MailChimp. I didn't have a clue about how to, you know, launch an event. Like as far as like, like my events that I kept hosting over and over and over again, every time it was a different process because I didn't have a process. All that I knew was that I had to keep holding events because the events were what people talked about because they were different from other like financial advisors, right? And there weren't a lot of financial advisors holding these types of events. And so it was setting me apart, but it, was, it wasn't until I realized that there's an actual repeatable system that you know, we can follow, which is right here. So this is the system that will prevent the negative one year story from coming true, right? Is the new freebie every four to eight weeks on your website, the old freebie goes in your store, right? free event every four to eight weeks. So I like Shannon, how you were talking about brainstorming about you starting to actually build some knowledge products. Some, I have knowledge. I can charge for that knowledge by packaging it, not just in one-on-one coaching and let me help you get your brand cleaned up. Let me help. But in here's a, a four page ebook on how to do it yourself. And it's 20 bucks. And those are selling on your website while you're sleeping and having lunch with your girlfriends. Like those are the kind of things we can all create no matter what our core business is. So new freebie every four to eight weeks, free event every four to eight weeks. For me, it's been the free marketing school. Um, the Fab Five event is coming up this week. I hope you guys are all gonna be there. Go to ywcfempreneur.com slash Fab Five if you haven't registered yet. Um, and those free events, the key is, and this is where I screwed up so many times is I didn't have a clear call to action at my free event. I didn't have clear ways of working with me during my free, you know, I was like, do you want to come in and have a talk about your investments and your insurance? No, like give them something a little more like group oriented, right? There were still people that asked me if I, if they could sit down with me, but that wasn't my call to action. My call to action was something more exciting, right? Something a little different. Um, so same launch steps every time. Those four images, right? We've got the social media image. We get them on our website. We send them to MailChimp. And then we have a thank you image. Thank you video is better, but you can have both. You can have the thank you image and the thank you video. The two videos is one is the one you use for marketing. One is the one that comes in the confirmation email through MailChimp, that automated email that goes out when they've downloaded your freebie or registered for your event. That video is like, I'm so excited you registered. Lisa, you did a friggin' amazing job of everything that you've done for your event. It's perfect. It's great. Like awesome work. Um, yeah. And same thing with you, Rayanne. You've done that twice now. It's awesome. Um, so then the reminder email two to three days before is important. Survey those attendees right in the event. Have them pop onto that link. Put the link in the chat in your Zoom event. Say, everybody, pop over and copy that link. Please take that survey right now. It'll take you three to five minutes. Do it in the event. Don't ask them later because we've all done that. I still do that wrong sometimes because I forget. <laughs> I always regret, regret it because you get three out of your eight people actually take the survey and you're like, damn it. So um, progress, not perfection. 
And then of course the bonus gift, <clears throat> give them a bonus gift for showing up. <clears throat> Excuse me, Lisa's giving away um, a $60 uh, basically upgrade. They have to you know, buy a package to get that $60 off, but still it's a bonus gift, right? The door prize is always important to have a door prize at your events. Um, whether it's a $20 virtual Starbucks card that you can wire to them after the event, something. It doesn't have to be something from your business. You've got other people here that offer things. You could do a 31 item or something at your event. Like, so giveaways are huge also. And that's um, something that Rayanne, you and I were talking about this week. And I'm super excited about that, about bringing that idea to fruition. That's how you grow your social media followers. Um, people find out about you that wouldn't know about you because you're doing a cool giveaway, right? It's really quite simple. This is where that whole investing, right? How much money do I have left over in my budget every month? And you can call that your personal budget, but in my mind, I divide that in half and half goes to beer and sitting on a patio and not really anymore. And the other half goes to some swag, right? Some stuff that I can give away that is going to make people think about me. It's going to make people feel like I care about them. It's something that other people like me aren't doing, which sets me apart, right? So that's my preach. My preach, my speech, I think is the word I'm looking for. I do feel like a preacher right now. So I'm talking with my hands and everything, but it's been lovely spending the morning with you all. Thank you for entertaining the whole uh, meditation. So thank you for being here and let's, uh, let's keep kicking ass. Today's episode was brought to you by the Fempreneur Directory. If you want to list your business absolutely free in our directory, all you need to do is go to yycfempreneurs.com slash directory right now. Have a great day.